I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Today, we'd like to welcome to the podcast, Brad Sheasy. Did I say that right? You said it right. Sweet. Uh, Brad works with healthcare clients in the Denver metro area for CAR, helping them in their real estate transactions from startups to business transitions and everything in between. From ground up construction projects or building purchases to lease negotiations. Brad has helped his clients close on nearly 40 million. Wow, I didn't read this earlier. <laughs> 40 million in real estate. Uh, representing nearly 70 transactions in just the last three years. That's a lot of doctors. Brad is considered an expert in healthcare real estate, having saved his clients several million dollars and having helped them avoid the costly mistakes that so many doctors and business owners make when attempting to represent themselves in these transactions. Okay, this is a long bio. Brad is currently actively working with several dozen clients who trust his expertise and skill in achieving the best possible turns terms for their practices and businesses welcome thank you (laughs) (laughs) sorry about the long no you're fine reading out loud is not one of my skills (laughs) fair enough (laughs) my kids um my kids are always like mom read and i'm like "Mm, no it's not gonna go well it's not gonna go well it hurts my brain no (laughs) so what was your first job so my first job and i you know i'll leave out the Odd jobs, landscaping, everybody does the landscaping. So So funny. I never landscaped, but a ton of people apparently did. Yeah. We get that answer a lot. Mow the yard, did landscaping for Mm -hmm. like my mom's Mm -hmm. friends and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I'll I'll fast forward the first job where I had like a W-9 because that that kind of tells you this is a real job. Yeah. Um, I worked as a, we had a a friend of the family that had a chain of physical therapy clinics all over the kind of all over the Southeast, but primarily in Florida. Mm-hmm. And so they had been longtime family friends. So I, I lived in Texas at the time, but I went and stayed with them for the summer mm-hmm. and worked in one of his physical therapy clinics as a physical therapy technician oh, awesome. for the summer. And uh, it, I loved it. You know, it was just kind of this, just it was a fun summer mm-hmm. and worked in these clinics and kind of got to understand what it was and what they did. And, and physical therapy technician is a glorified term, at least it was at that point, mm-hmm. for I did whatever the physical therapist told me to do. <laughs> so it was... You were the physical therapist gopher. Yeah, it was just whatever, you, you know, uh-huh. we did, it was like laundry mm-hmm. and... You know, applying. We did apply like hot and cold to people. They would come mm-hmm. in for their treatments, mm-hmm. and they, we'd have these ice packs or heat packs. I don't mm-hmm. think they even do that as much anymore as they used yeah, to. But um, that was like at that time. And again, mm-hmm. this is in the I'm gonna date myself. This was in like the 90s. Yeah. Um, hot and cold was the yeah. Thing hot and cold. It was the thing, man. Just hot <laughs> and cold. Hot and cold. So we were we would do that and apply mm-hmm. you know treatments and just whatever else they told us to do. So that's um, yeah. So that was that. That's what I would consider yeah. probably my first like real job although I I did a, did a lot of things you know before you just, that just you just reminded me I years. went to basketball camp in high school up at CSU and I um it was my my ankle was always an issue yeah, and <laughs> so they put us in like the cold bath and then you'd go in the warm yes bath. right then you'd go in the, but it was like the first time I'd ever been in like a actual like sports PT place you know because I was just like a closet in the high school but like they had like the hot and cold pools and they had massage and whatever and so the trainers would take us back and like hot and cold yeah that's right like into the into the tubs it was like the thing yeah it was I mean for the most part it was pretty 
mundane or routine, but I remember a couple of times we had these weird deal, like one guy who someone tried to steal his truck and he like jumped in and tried to stop them from stealing it and they just drove off and dragged him. Oh my God. And so he came in and he just, you know, just he like road rash all, it was awful. I, remember, I just remember he kind of traumatized by that. And then there was really? someone else who had just he worked in a... Just let people jack your truck. Yeah, don't, just, just go. Go. <laughs> Insurance will take care of it, and you don't want to get messed up like this guy yeah. did. And there was another guy whose foot gone over by a forklift. So he had to come in and get, like, the... We had this bath, you know, that would mm-hmm. go and clean. It was His toe was, like, the size of a, you know, orange <laughs> or something. It was awful. So those are, those are the traumatic memories of my, my first job. But funny. for the most part, it, I mean, I really I enjoyed it. And it was fun to kind of. That's awesome. And it was your start in healthcare. Yeah, that was, you know, so at least when I kind of later down the road came into work and I work with physical therapists, it's mm-hmm. one of the um, verticals that I work with. I had a frame of reference for yeah. what they do and who right. they are and all that kind of That's stuff. Awesome. So. so how did you get started in commercial real estate? So... Um, uh, several years ago, I had I I had done a lot of different things, a lot of mm-hmm. different jobs. I did I did stuff in the tech sector, mm-hmm. um, communications, like all different kinds of things before I, I came in. But I'd always been interested in real estate, and mm-hmm. particularly commercial real estate. So I had someone that I knew um, who was a family friend, and then actually several people that worked for Car. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. I, you know, I, I was in a position where I was looking for something different, looking to transition and, and was, it was kind of like, Hey, it's, it's now or never, let's go and do what, what I really want to do. And so I, I placed a call to, to him and he's, he's someone who's still part of our company. He's mm-hmm. one of our executives and just said, Hey, w- what do you have? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's there? And at, at the time when I came on the car, we had, you know, less than 30 brokers maybe 25 across the country and we mm-hmm. um we're only in a couple of markets now we have over 100 um mm-hmm. across the country so grown substantially mm-hmm. in that time frame but that that was the start mm-hmm. and um just kind of jumped in with both feet learned everything i could learn about mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. just kind of you know force feed yourself and educate yourself and then just go after it you That's know awesome. um, so tell us a little bit about car so cars yeah. car curves um Originated here, right? Yeah, started started in uh, you know Denver metro area. Mm-hmm. Our office is in Lone Tree. That's mm-hmm. our corporate office. Uh, it was founded by um, Colin Carr, mm-hmm. and that's where obviously the name comes from. He started in he was a, a, a broker in in another um, brokerage firm, you know, mm-hmm. nationally known brokerage firm, and just there were a couple of things, you know, as far as culture, mm-hmm. corporate culture that he didn't enjoy. Um, and the main impetus was that he had started doing some more healthcare deals and just recognized on the few transactions he had done, mm-hmm. a lot of them on the landlord side, mm-hmm. where the landlord was massively taking advantage of these clients mm-hmm. because the doctors don't have time to, mm-hmm. to really spend the time negotiating their lease. They, they don't have time to do the research required yeah, to expertise. understand what the market, they don't just don't have the expertise. Mm-hmm. And so the landlords would just crush them on these negotiations. Mm-hmm. And so often Colin was working for the landlord mm-hmm. and he would see this happening and just thinking, this is, it's not right. That's not cool. <laughs> but the, you know, the landlord's just doing their job. They're mm-hmm. trying to maximize their profits. Mm-hmm. And he recognized that there was a huge need. So he went to his boss Mm-hmm. Um, at the the company that he was working for, and just said, I think that there's an, a, a niche here that we're not mm-hmm. serving, mm-hmm. and I would like to only represent just the tenant side, mm-hmm. and I'd like to focus on healthcare. And uh, his boss just said, That's that's dumb. It's not going to work. If you want to do that, then you should just go do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And he said, Okay. 
and he left and and uh, a few days later he had his LLC had a website up a week later and started doing it immediately and that was in 2009 so we're really just 10 years old um, and for several years just focused in the Denver metro area mm-hmm. just going after healthcare clients and had a tremendous amount of success because it, you know the pitch is easy right for a healthcare or, mm-hmm. or even just a real estate person where you mm-hmm. say look you're not going to pay me anything mm-hmm. it's it's 100% free to you and for mm-hmm. our clients it is 100% free to them mm-hmm. um, i'm going to represent you and take all of the time that you would spend trying to figure mm-hmm. this out on your own or trying to negotiate on your own mm-hmm. i'm going to take the headache out of it mm-hmm. of the the confrontation that you're going to have with your landlord mm-hmm. i'm going to do that for you mm-hmm. i'm going to do all the research for you i'm going to find the best possible deal the best possible location, negotiate the best possible terms that you mm-hmm. probably didn't even know you could get, mm-hmm. and all of it's free. And I'll help quarterback that whole process for mm-hmm. you. So he he would go and meet with doctors and they would look at him and go, okay, that's the biggest no-brainer I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. You handle it for me. And just f- from transaction after transaction, mm-hmm. working with vendors, helping, you know, mm-hmm. we, a lot of, we work with a lot of different kinds of vendors and the mm-hmm. biggest complaint we get is, we just can't get get doctors to move forward. We can't get them to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they need to do a new project or they really need to expand or mm-hmm. they need to go ahead and do a round of project or something to mm-hmm. grow their practice mm-hmm. and they just won't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And part of it is just because there's this huge hurdle, right, mm-hmm. of where do I even start? Yeah, where do I go? Yeah. How do I get there? Who, who do I talk to? I don't even know mm-hmm. the, anything about the process. Mm-hmm. And they frankly are so busy being doctors mm-hmm and doing what they're doing that they don't have the time to figure that out. And mm-hmm. so many of them are just frozen and paralyzed by mm-hmm. the just kind of, it feels like this the huge lack of hill. options. Yeah. And so it was an easy pitch. He would come in, he would crush it for mm-hmm. them, get them the best terms, find them the best locations, mm-hmm. all of that. And then of course they would refer their friends. And so it just grew from there. Awesome. And the, you know, the big thing I think that makes us kind of unique and just in general for car, and mm-hmm. we do this cross country is that we are tenant and buyer rep only. Mm-hmm. So we never represent landlords. We never represent sellers. Um, when you have a broker that does represent both sides of the transaction, there's mm-hmm. just an inherent conflict of interest that mm-hmm. happens with that. And you know, when I look at a client and say, I'm gonna find you the absolute best possible mm-hmm. location, terms, mm-hmm. everything, I can mean it. Because I know in the back of my mind, I'm not thinking, oh, I've got a couple of listings that are my listings where I'll get a bigger commission or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna make my landlord really happy with me because I'm gonna bring this client. And you think that that broker's working for you. The reality is, is their first fiduciary responsibility is to that landlord mm-hmm. and you're not gonna get the best terms. So that that's one of the big tenets of our company that makes us unique is just that we, we never list properties. We only work for tenants and buyers. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at a landlord, we see someone whose interests are diametrically opposed mm-hmm. to that. They're on the clients. other side of the table. They're on the Every other side and time. they're always going to be on the other side of the table. The, a broker who works both sides sees a landlord as a potential client mm-hmm. and they can make a lot more money getting a big listing of a big shopping center mm-hmm. over that one transaction. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a, a, a a unique thing that we do and then of course the focus on healthcare although we are now expanding mm-hmm. and in a lot of markets we're expanding to do not just healthcare but mm-hmm. kind of take what we've learned from the healthcare space mm-hmm. and transition it over to just general commercial so in mm-hmm. a lot of markets we're putting general commercial um, people that can serve any and and we we have been I mean we always all of our the healthcare guys do yeah. 
other general commercials. Yeah, we'll yeah. do we'll do anything, you know. Mm -hmm. And and what makes us also unique is because our clients are in office, they're in retail, they're in medical. Mm -hmm. We we do deals in all of those sectors, mm -hmm. and it's very rare to find brokers mm -hmm. that understand because they're really different worlds. Retail is a different world. Very different from office, from medical office. They're all very unique. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I work with chiropractors, physical therapists, veterinarians, mm -hmm. um, eye doctors, like all the way through. And so I. I have some that are only in medical office buildings. That's mm -hmm. all they want to go into. Mm -hmm. Others, physical therapists will go, well, we're, we're basically referral-based, so we'll go into any office yeah, building. We, don't really care. we just want the best deal, accessibility, best location, yeah. all that kind of stuff, good location so good people parking. can get to us, all of that. Yeah, parking's hugely important. Um, and then others, veterinarians, we can only be in retail because you can't go into an office building or typically or a medical mm -hmm. office building unless there's an outside entrance. So we work across all those sectors, and that makes us unique, too, on the commercial side because we can help anybody with anything and most of the time people are sort of specialized in just office or just retail mm -hmm. or just medical yeah. uh, medical office and we kind of do it all so so you can just answer that whole thing um so car specializes in mostly mostly in healthcare we just discussed that but why is that so why is that so different like what yeah. what makes healthcare completely different than any other professional services yeah i mean like like as a CPA, we would just need offices, right? right? That's right. that's what our build out would be. So, but like veterinarians need. Yes. So one of the differentiators there is, for instance, if I and and I can speak to this too because even though it's healthcare, my physical therapy clients, mm -hmm. their build out requirements are very similar to a standard office, mm -hmm. right? So I can I can usually go in and get a build-out turnkey for them because mm -hmm. they just need reception. They need kind of an open area that mm -hmm. they call their gym. They mm -hmm. need private treatment rooms. So that's the cub cubicle farm is their, their gym. Mm -hmm. They might have an, a conference room that they have to figure out what to do with if they want to kind of make the gym bigger. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it's just maybe a break room and then a couple of private mm -hmm. treatment rooms, which are the offices. So a standard office build-out works pretty well for them. So what makes that unique compared to let's say a veterinarian mm -hmm. a veterinarian goes in and they look at a space and or den dentists is another great mm -hmm. example they're very similar in that they basically have to completely gut whatever it is mm -hmm. and they have to start from scratch there's a lot of plumbing requirements um you know for dental for instance there's a lot you know those of all you who have stations, been there they yeah. yeah all the stations have to have everything run to each station right mm -hmm. they have gas running to each station they, they have electrical, electrical they have water mm -hmm. they have all that stuff running each station so there's a it's a very unique build out requirement mm -hmm. so as such there's very unique architecture mm -hmm. related to that so we work with architects specific to that mm -hmm. there's a very unique contractors cock they need to understand how to build out those Mm -hmm. um, offices, um, and then lending is unique. All there's all these things that are unique, and and their build out costs because of that are substantially higher than a standard office. Because so, they need surgeries, yes, and treatment, rooms all of it. Um, so we, we'll go in and at a veterinary, you know, at least in Denver Metro, and it varies across the country. Mm -hmm. But in the Denver Metro area, their build out costs may be anywhere between for a veterinarian anywhere from one hundred and thirty dollars a foot mm -hmm. to one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty dollars a foot. Dental, dentistry would be higher than that, 160 mm -hmm. to 180 probably right now in this market. And again, because it's very, you know, it's just expensive to build, mm -hmm. but it's way higher than a standard office building. Even if you walk to an office building and it's just nothing, it might be 30, 40 bucks a foot, 50 bucks a foot, because you're just putting up walls and mm -hmm. maybe a break room and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. that makes it really unique. And then the other things that make it really unique too is that there are, they have specific lending for, mm -hmm. for doctors that, um, 
if you go and you just want to start a CPA firm and mm -hmm. you want to buy a bunch of desks and stuff, mm -hmm. there's very few banks that are going to give you 0%, mm -hmm. like, or sorry, zero down financing. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll, we'll finance the whole thing a hundred percent and you don't have any money. Mm -hmm. We don't care. Mm -hmm. We're just going to, because you have a college degree, we're going to give you a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. The reason why it happens in, in healthcare is the banks almost collateralize their degree mm -hmm. because they know that veterinarians, dentists, and it's other healthcare risk. professionals Just have an risk. extremely low risk of defaulting mm -hmm. and extremely low risk of failure mm -hmm. for their business mm -hmm. um, because that doctor is the, yeah. I mean, they are the collateral yeah. really for that loan. And so we have lenders that fall over themselves to, to lend to the doctors because they have a very low default rate. Mm -hmm. That helps us, that exact same concept mm -hmm. helps us when we're talking to a landlord. Mm -hmm. Because I say to the landlord, look, they, you're talking about a blue chip tenant here. Mm -hmm. You want them in their center. Most doctors, once they go in here, they're probably not gonna move for 15 to 20 years. Yeah. You got someone that's gonna be here. So you can, mm -hmm. you can do this deal mm -hmm. or you can wait around for a lower tenant improvement allowance deal where you don't have to put as much money into the deal. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, have an ethnic food restaurant and move in and, and close up shop two and a half years later. Mm -hmm. You can do a CrossFit gym that'll be here for two years and shut down. I mean, let's just be real, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we're selling the, the doctors to our landlords as mm -hmm. well and mm -hmm. saying, here's why you want them. And most of the time we don't even have to really sell them. They already know it. Yeah. They're coming hard after our tenants. Mm -hmm. We have brokers, we have landlords reaching out to us directly all the time mm -hmm. saying, uh, a dentist would be tennis? an awesome fit for this. We would <laughs> love to put us? a vet in here. Do you have an optometrist that'd be mm -hmm. a great fit for mm -hmm. this spot? Mm -hmm. And so they're reaching out to us directly and mm -hmm. saying, please, like, well, let's mm -hmm. get a deal done. Let's yeah. let's figure this out if you have somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that that's part of the uniqueness mm -hmm. of working with healthcare clients too. So, um, but what are some of the obstacles in, in finding a space? You know, other than like, you know, the availability yeah. and the retail. So there's a few. I mean, one there certainly is that. What is the availability like? Yeah. We're in a pretty tight market right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a hot market, right? So it's more of a landlord's market than it is a tenant or buyer's market. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge can be, depending on the area, and there's some areas even in Denver Metro where there's there's plenty of inventory. It's mm -hmm. not a problem. Mm -hmm. I can go out and find six or seven options. Mm -hmm. so the doctor says, I want to be here. Great, let's go. We'll go tour the market, mm -hmm. look at a bunch of options. Um, and we're good. Mm -hmm. It may also depend on what their size requirements are because mm -hmm. it might be easier to find 2,000 feet versus 10,000 mm -hmm. feet. Um, and so there's a lot of factors that will affect that, but certainly the challenges with finding a space uh, depend on where they're looking. Mm -hmm. And assuming that the market is tight, which is one of the issues that we are facing now yeah. where someone says, I have to be in this area. Um, for instance, if they're working on a renewal mm -hmm. and we or you know, looking at other options just to see, and this is what we always do with mm -hmm. even our, our lease renewals. We we look at the, the market, we go and shop it around. Mm -hmm. You gotta have options. I mean, your your posture in negotiations are always predicated upon having options. So we go mm -hmm. and generate options. And in some cases, we can only find maybe two or three options. Two or three it's not variables. seven or eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just a couple that really would make sense. But, and in some cases, we're just looking for one. In some markets, it's if I can just find one option yeah. and maybe it's, hey, there's no inventory, but there's a piece of dirt over there. <laughs> we can you know what something. I mean? They're going to build something or that they've always wanted to own. And mm -hmm. we can posture that pretty heavily again mm -hmm. for the landlord. I've done that in a situation mm -hmm. last year I was working with actually earlier this year, mm -hmm. working with a veterinarian and she was looking to renew early mm -hmm. and wanted to just go ahead and lock things down. She wanted to get some tenant improvement allowance to mm -hmm. do some work in her space. 
And so what I what we did was because she was about two years early, I just said, hey, we're gonna go find a piece of dirt. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna run all the projections on that dirt mm -hmm. as if do a lease versus purchase mm -hmm. comparison mm -hmm. for you. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna pitch it to your landlord like, hey, she'll do this now. Mm -hmm. And we're doing it so early because she has to decide. She has to go under contract on this land to have it ready for when her lease is up. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have any prayer of keeping her as a tenant, mm -hmm. then you're going to need to get really aggressive right. on this deal. deal um, and um, so she had initial proposal from her landlord and mm -hmm. it was, they gave, were giving her some TI allowance and certain rate or whatever. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, so I, I spent couple hours on that deal to be honest we pushed hard i even sent the landlord the comparison i said mm -hmm. look here's what she's evaluating i'm not mm -hmm. i'm not joking with you mm -hmm. it makes sense for her to for tax to reasons buy, for yeah. all these things it makes sense for her to go ahead and buy um she can appreciate that asset long term there's all these reasons why yeah. that makes sense mm -hmm. and he goes oh okay all right all right and then we we renegotiated I, I bettered her deal from their initial offer mm -hmm. by $100,000. So six figures that she saved. She got all the money she needed to do her build out instead of just a small portion of it. She did, it didn't cost her a thing. She got a lower rate mm -hmm. and saved her $100,000 over the course of the seven-year extension that that's she did. Amazing. So it's you know those that's just an example of even though the market was so tight and there weren't really other options, and honestly, she didn't want to move. She mm -hmm. said, I don't have time. I know we talked about doing this ground-up thing earlier. Mm -hmm. I just don't have time to do it. I said, that's fine. Just don't if, say that to the landlord. Just don't say that to the landlord. <laughs> and it's so it's so critical. And that and part of our job is controlling the flow of communication and mm -hmm. all of that. And that we you know we're trained in it. So that's why we say you should be represented, even if it's just a renewal or something mm -hmm. like that. Don't even have a conversation about mm -hmm. it with your landlord without talking to someone mm -hmm. that can represent you. And then you get to be the bad guy. Exactly. We protect that relationship because, yeah. frankly, you people sort of see the landlord as the enemy. You want them to be on your side. Yeah, you want you actually sideways. want to have a good relationship. When each back dies, y'all want to be friends. You want to be friends. <laughs> you want them on your side. You yeah. want them to like you. Yeah. If you get into a contentious lease negotiation, it can fracture that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I say to people all the time. Look, let me be the bad guy mm -hmm. and you just be the I don't have time to do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't have time know. to deal with it. I don't know. Talk to and Brad. I'm not an expert. I don't. I don't do real estate. <laughs> you, right, okay. you know, which yeah, is true. Totally. So Brad's the guy. Just can you just talk to him? You direct all communication to me. Yeah. I get to be the bad guy. I get you the best deal. You keep a good relationship with your landlord, mm -hmm. and it's a win-win. Right. I love that. Yeah. Um. It's almost like a like a lawyer situation where it's yes. like the lawyer gets to be I'm sorry. it's like i'm sorry my lawyer is the one doing this yeah like, yeah we have to do this through my lawyer sorry, I'm sorry. I, yeah I <laughs> yeah it's just and, and that's what i tell like well, you just like that's what i've been pawning off on me so like I'm, I'm, just, just, I'm just trusting i'm just trusting the experts here like yeah you know you you talk to him <laughs> and you know landlords try all kinds of tricks especially on renewals because mm -hmm. they're like well they're he's they're my tenant I'm like mm -hmm. yeah well they're my client mm -hmm. and i'm representing them and you're a real estate professional it's mm -hmm. what you do for a living they do this once every five, seven, ten years. Yeah. They they don't feel comfortable going toe to toe to with that. you. They're not going to do that. So they're bringing in someone that does this for a living mm -hmm. to handle it for them, and that's me. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna handle it. I'm gonna handle I it. I love right? it. Yeah. So, so what are some of the top mistakes you see uh, people make when negotiating their lease? Yeah. So um, I think I mean. The first one mm -hmm. is that they go into it unrepresented. They do it on, on their own. Try to do it on their own. I mean, I know that um, this, and this is a big thing in business in general, mm -hmm. is get the people that are good at fill in the blank yeah. to do it for you. 
Yeah. If you're not an expert, know where your limitations are and then get someone else to do it. Oh my gosh. Don't try to be a CPA say, on your say, own, say, right? Would you say it again, please? <laughs> get the people that are experts in that field to do the things where you're not an expert. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're an expert at being a whatever, a doctor, right. a lawyer, a whatever it is. That's what you do and you're good at it. And I just want to say the people who recognize that are the most successful. They are, and 100%. I, I mean, and I talk about this all the time, people think they need to DIY their bookkeeping or they need to. <laughs> I luck. had a client be like, I'm gonna do my S Corp or my C Corp tax return. I'm like, why, why would you please do don't that? do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, please don't do that. Well, and, it, and the reason why, obviously, is that there's these huge mistakes and mm -hmm. pitfalls that you can make. Like, don't Google it. Mm -mm. And that's what I tell people all the time. I mean, it, when I get up in front of a group of mm -hmm. doctors or whatever, I say, look, I promise not to Google how to perform an appendectomy on my dog. If you promise not to Google how to negotiate your real estate, it's just right. so simple. Like, and, and it sounds silly, but the point is, is that you think that you're going to be able to handle it and figure it out on the way. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? Yeah, I'm free. Yeah, it don't cost anything. And well, and not and and even if I did, yeah, honestly, it's, cost them it's worth the it. Run. Yeah, you make those mistakes, mm -hmm. and you literally can make a hundred couple hundred thousand dollar mistake i had one client that i worked with and they had got an initial proposal from their landlord mm -hmm. they were it was a, it was a large so again the numbers are inflated because it was a larger group they were going to take an entire floor mm -hmm. of a hospital fourteen thousand square feet right so huge square footage taking a whole floor they it was going to be a totally new build all this stuff mm -hmm. we got a proposal from the landlord and they were like oh, man what other options are there so I, so I start looking, and there's just not a lot with that kind of a size requirement. Mm -hmm. I mean, they needed 12 to 14,000 feet is really That's what they lot. needed. It's a lot of square footage, right? So there wasn't a lot. Something popped up. A little out of the box, but it was, hey, this could really make sense for you. Mm -hmm. So we go in, and we start negotiating on this other property, mm -hmm. all the while trying to negotiate with the, uh, the landlord. The landlord didn't really believe we had another option. So they weren't really budging. They weren't really doing they much. Knew, they they kind of thought, you don't have an option. And then we got far enough down the road, and I went back to the landlord and said, look, we have a very legitimate option here. Mm -hmm. If you don't play ball, mm -hmm. we're talking about you're losing a, a huge tenant. That's a huge tenant. And then by the time they sort of clued in and went, oh, oh, really? You're serious? Like mm -hmm. you really have an option? Because mm -hmm. they just don't always believe us. Um, they had already they had already kind of made their decision and said, hey, this is going to be actually a better fit for us. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that transaction, it was a $2 million difference. This landlord came back and tried to match that deal mm -hmm. and got really close to matching the deal to try to win it back. Mm -hmm. It's two million dollars better. Holy cow! From this point to this point, all because we had an option. Now, if they hadn't done that, they don't have the time to do that legwork. And I was working with their COO, mm -hmm. but they—I mean, just trying to run a, a huge practice, right? right? Didn't have the time to do it. So I found that option. Mm -hmm. We postured that to the landlord, mm -hmm. and it saved them literally two million dollars over ten years. That's not pocket change, right? I mean, that no. to anybody, regardless of the size of your business or practice, that's bottom line dollars. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, we always ask people, how much production do you have to do to make a dollar of net profit? Mm -hmm. Well, this is bottom line dollars. This is you're writing a check for your rent every month. Mm -hmm. And how much production, I mean, that that $2 million can represent eight, 10, 12, 15 million in actual production for their net, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. So that, I mean, that's that's just one example, and that's a kind of an extreme example because the numbers are big, but we do that all the time yeah. on a smaller scale. Right, so, you, I mean, if you need 
you know, 1,400 square foot feet yeah. than, you know, whatever. That's nut. That's nuts. Um, yeah, I mean. And I, but $2 million yeah. for <laughs> yeah. 10 years is some significant. It's a lot of money. Well, That's and, some yeah. significant cash flow. Oh, of course. It affects your bottom line. It affects everything. And this is a I mean, a, you could hire practice. an associate. You could. Of course. I mean. Two associates. Yeah, right. Break for, it down for by for the year. It's $200,000 a, a year. year. That's profit sharing that's let I me mean, yeah that's a lot it's of substantial. growth cash flow. well and here's a smaller example i had a client come to me and just said hey i just i just want to work on my renewal mm -hmm. um and i need need some help with that i spoke an event so a physical mm -hmm. therapist spoke at an apta event which is the american physical therapy association and so he, many acronyms yeah I can't. so I'm many so lost. No, apta <laughs> i've never heard anyone call it apta but i just I we should. I, we should. For we now should. <laughs> so he was. It was an APTA event, uh, as as everyone knows. As what everybody APTA knows. Is. I mean, it's obvious. Um, and he just said, "Hey, I just want to work on my renewal. They keep pushing rates up in my mm -hmm. building, and I, I just want to see if I can do the best I can do. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't really know what I should be paying. Could you come and help me?" So I step in and said, "Sure. Let's. You know, I reach out to the landlord. Kind of. You know, say, hey, we're I'm be representing them. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, we go out to the market and mm -hmm. look and just see what's out there." So we f we end up finding him a deal where he gets a brand new landlord brand new build out turnkey, got an extra treatment room, about two hundred dollars more square feet mm -hmm. um, than he was getting at the previous place. Parking was substantially cheaper. He was paying like a yeah, hundred or one hundred fifty dollars and way better. Here he was paying just a couple bucks a month, and they had lots of parking for visitors and all this, mm -hmm. um, and way better scenario all the way around. Well, he saved seventeen hundred dollars a month moving to the new location with the turnkey build out mm -hmm. from what he was paying before mm -hmm. and the best deal that the landlord was willing to give him on a renewal mm -hmm. so we relocated him and moved him well again it's not it's not two million but seventeen hundred dollars a month to a private practice owner mm -hmm. where in the physical therapy industry they haven't had their um, uh, reimbursements by insurance companies at least in colorado substantially increased since 2007. Mm -hmm. i just got him a raise right? yeah that's a $1,700 a month raise plus an extra more square footage so we can increase his production, mm -hmm. right? So all of a sudden, I, you know, I was able to impact that single doctor in a incredibly substantial mm -hmm. way. Yeah, and moving's never fun. It's not, yeah, You got a brand sure. new space, But too. a brand new space, he was actually super excited. Of course, you get excited about it. I get more space, it's exactly what I want, build it out the way I want it, I was just making this work. And um, so again, yes, another small example. So there's, you know, it, anywhere on the spectrum, mm -hmm. the, the bottom line is the mistake that the main mistake that you can make is try to do it yourself mm -hmm. because it's just you're, you're not going to you're not going to be able to get the concessions. And I, I have conversations with people all the time where they go, wait, you mean on my renewal, I could get free rent. I could get the, mm -hmm. the landlord to, to, to do renovations and pay pay money. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I could lower my rent. I thought it just had to keep going up. Mm -hmm. And in most of these cases, the escalations that they've been paying, they may have been in a five, seven, ten year mm -hmm. lease. They've been paying escalations that ha have far outpaced the market, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're paying above market. The landlord's coming in and saying, well, well we can't go down. You can only go up. Right. Like you can't, can't go back down. So, or we can't stay the same. It's got to keep going up. And, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, wh what do you think is the, the, the scenario that puts you in a better position. The mm -hmm. first scenario is a landlord about two months before your lease expiration, right? Mm -hmm. Because he knows that you can't really move in two months because you're just gonna have to do build outs and negotiating and stuff. Maybe sometimes in some cases they reach out like 30 days before and just go, hey, we should talk about your renewal. 
and uh, you say, oh, I love it here. It's so great. I, I just really want you know, to work out something where we can get a good deal. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course, I'm going to take good care of you. I've been a great tenant. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take good care of you. And they send over a proposal. And you don't know if it's good or not. Mm -hmm. You think it's good because the landlord said it was. Or it's similar to your current lease. Or it's about what your current lease is. And, you know, what you don't know is you, you started overpaying when you first signed that lease because mm -hmm. you were unrepresented at that point, too. And you sign the lease and you go on. Now, do you think that's going to get you the best possible terms? Or you have a broker. Mm -hmm. You start this process 9 to 12 months out from expiration. That's what we always recommend. Mm -hmm. um, we go to the market. Mm -hmm. We find, find relocation options. options. We fully negotiate deals on multiple options. Mm -hmm. At that point, we go back to the landlord and say, hey, landlord, I'm representing Dr. So-and-so mm -hmm. or you know whatever mm -hmm. practice, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Jamie O'Kane, CPA. And I am going to be, they're going to be moving. I, they're really excited about this, this other option. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to convince them to give you a shot at mm -hmm. keeping them as a tenant. So they've agreed to go ahead and let me get your proposal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, they got one foot out the door here. Mm -hmm. But if, if you want um, to keep them here, I'm going to send over a proposal terms at which mm -hmm. I think they may be willing to consider it, mm -hmm. at least put Based it on, on par with now. this other option. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just, just let us know. So which of those scenarios <laughs> gets you a better, better terms? Obviously, mm -hmm. Having time, because mm -hmm. you know, too short a time—that's the enemy. Mm -hmm. Going at it alone and not knowing the market—that's the enemy. Mm -hmm. Like all of those things are working against you mm -hmm. in that first scenario. In the second scenario, you have the power. Mm -hmm. You have the posture. They want to keep you. Mm -hmm. They know, and you may not know it, but they know it's that gonna cost them more to get it's going to cost them so much more to get that. They're going to have to pay way more commission. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to put in way more tenant improvement allowance to re mm -hmm. rework the space for the new person. And that new person probably has a broker. <laughs> and that new person has a broker, so they're going to pay a double commission, right? Because yeah. they're going to pay their broker and, to list it. Uh -huh. Plus, it's probably going to sit vacant. Most spaces sit vacant for six to nine months. So you have all of that They're lost revenue. Six to nine months, really? Well, in this market. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been longer than that. But but even even if it's even if it's four or five months, it's and and you're going to give them all those concessions yeah. that and you, you you're going to give out. a new person. So it's it's an easy logic. Mm -hmm. But if you don't plan ahead, mm -hmm. if you don't start that process early enough, it gets a lot more difficult to create that posture and to get the best terms. Yeah. Um, so how, so you guys, so you do builds, purchases, and leases. Yeah. Everything. So how do you guys um, help um, a business owner decide between those three options? Yeah. So um, we have a, we have a lot of tools at our disposal that we've mm -hmm. sort of developed that are proprietary tools. One of them mm -hmm. that really helps people understand that process is a purchase versus lease mm -hmm. comparison. Mm -hmm. So we'll actually take, you know, let's say the best lease proposal that they're getting from their landlord, or just kind of what's out there, what we think that the market would be, mm -hmm. compare it to what if I bought that building and renovated it, mm -hmm. or what if I did a ground up construction project? And we can compare those and then show them, you know, and obviously we always say consult your CPA yep, on this. Yep, yep, because, let's do some projections. Because you really need to do projections, but it's just a simple tool that kind of gets them thinking. We mm -hmm. say, hey, take this to your CPA and talk it over with them and mm -hmm. just see if it's gonna make sense for you. But it kind of t takes an advantage of the tax advantages, mm -hmm. the depreciation you can do, the, you know, set up a, an entity for the real estate, mm -hmm. the practice or the business then pays that mm -hmm. entity. Yeah. And then you take the proceeds and all the advantages and tax advantages that, coming f that come from that, from owning that. Mm -hmm. um, and there's and a lot of 
wasted. Yes, and you should talk, you should call Jamie O'Kane CPA. Yeah, talk to your CPA. Yeah, and so that, but but we can kind of just in broad strokes say, okay, here's what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes we're limited by the inventory, and in Denver right now, it's tough to buy. We've got a lot of outside investors coming in and sniping the best properties mm -hmm. and overpaying for them, or just coming in and saying, hey, cash close, 30 days. Mm -hmm. And it's tough for our doctors who are looking at doing SBA loans or other things because they want to keep their mm -hmm. um, their capital liquid. It's, it's tough to compete when we're going, it's going to be 60 to 90 day close and we might need an extra 120 days mm -hmm. if things get weird with this, the SBA. So it's harder to, and so sometimes that's one of the things we're mm -hmm. facing. But yeah, we can compare all the options and show them like, here's, here's what would make sense. And in some scenarios, Keeping just keeping your lease where you're at because mm -hmm. you're in the exact right spot you need to be. If you move too far, mm -hmm. it, it would be an issue from a competitive standpoint with mm -hmm. other businesses um, or practices. And so in some scenarios, the lease is the best option. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll advise them and say, honestly, I think it makes the most sense. I think we can get good terms here, mm -hmm. keep this location. Yeah. And in some scenarios, it's, hey, we need more space. Uh, a doctor right now I'm working with, I really need more space. I have to expand. Well, there's not really an option to expand where he's at. Mm -hmm. So we're just doing a renewal, and he's going to do a satellite location. Mm -hmm. That's a couple miles away. So that's an option? Of course. Um, it's really funny. So I was talking to somebody couple months ago who they ha already have a location yeah. but they don't know if they should keep their location yeah. i was like why don't you just rent it out yeah like people just don't yeah they don't think outside yeah the box. Yeah, yeah and you guys can help them figure out what they need of course yeah we can figure out exactly yeah exactly what you need what will it look like mm -hmm. we you know we can help you connect with lenders that can kind of pre-qualify for for you does it make sense to do a second location it's obviously easier from a lending perspective mm -hmm. because excuse me, they can cash flow it as rent replacement. So mm -hmm. it's a little easier to just do an expansion or to do that. So a second location, you do, you wanna have some capital, you have to have the production level that supports it mm -hmm. um, and just a little bit of financial wherewithal, but you can certainly do it. Mm -hmm. We can help you decide if that makes sense. Does it make sense to keep this and just keep this footprint mm -hmm. and then maybe if you need more space like they're gonna this is like 1300 feet over here and then maybe you go over here and build 3000 feet because mm -hmm. then now you can move your surgeries there and you can do more exams in this location mm -hmm. and your surgeries go to the other location you do stuff mm -hmm. like that um, same with any kind of business it's just figuring out if the area supports it and we can help them run some demographic studies and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. to, to sort of figure out um, if that you know lo would be a good spot for them and how far away, I mean, all that kind of stuff, just kind awesome. of determining that. All right, so before I ask, because Sarah just walked in, we're going <laughs> to wave at her real fast. Um, so before I ask my last question, where is the best place to find you? So um, the, the best place, obviously, if wherever you are in the country, mm -hmm. um, the best place is to go to our website. And mm -hmm. our website is car, C-A-R-R mm -hmm. dot U-S. And there That's we have, we, yeah, it's, re, it's real simple. <laughs> and there we have links for whatever market you're in, you can actually drill down. And if you're in general commercial, if you're in healthcare, mm -hmm. you can drill down and find a broker in your market. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really easy to find. It'll tell you, like, you know, figure out mm -hmm. what, what type of business you're in um, or what type of, you know, practice mm -hmm. you're in. And you can find a, a broker that does that. Personally, you can find me at um, brad.sheesby at car.us. Mm -hmm. we'll um, put that all in there. Yeah, and it's... Um, Episode notes. You can shoot me an email. And if you don't want to, you know, go into the website and you just want to reach out directly, I can connect you with the right person right. in your market. And broker. certainly if you're in, yeah. 
in the Denver metro market. It's so and y'all work with. in territories. So we do. Yeah. So if you're There's looking no for a specific, yeah, if you're looking for a specific ter territory, you can go to the website or you can just email Brad and he'll he'll set you up with the right person. That's exactly right. We have no competition, which is one. That's another thing that makes us unique, and that's kind of more of a back end thing that makes yeah. us unique. But all of our brokers work together hand in hand in concert. Mm -hmm. We have very specific territory lines yeah, and very so. specific vertical lines, meaning. Um, this, if it's you're this type of business or practice, then you go to this person. Mm -hmm. We and we just. So you guys aren't. So you guys aren't even competing no. between. You're just. Not it's like all. this is yours. This yep. is mine. This is your. You know exactly. expertise. So you're definitely getting expertise in a specific area. Yeah. You it, don't have you going over right. to Grand Junction being like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we have someone that knows that market that's very specific for that market and can handle it. And it, I mean, what it does is it creates this team atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And we have situations sometimes where we have a client, for instance, our Northern Colorado guy handles Boulder, um, Lafayette, mm -hmm. Superior, kind mm -hmm. of that area. And then, of course, Fort Collins. But we'll have people saying, I don't know if I want to be in Lafayette or Broomfield, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they're right next to each other. Broomfield is my territory. Mm -hmm. And that. so we will work together and say, hey, we'll just work together. And whatever you decide, that direction you go. Yeah. Um, so it so if they end up in Broomfield in your territory, you get paid if they end up in theirs. So right. Exactly. So we just, but we just work hand in hand because it, it all evens out, right? You right. know, sometimes you'll Somebody help someone, they paid. end up over there yeah, and totally then it's going to work, come back um, to you. So we, we have a real team environment, which is one of the things that's really cool about our company. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I think you, I know what you're going to say, but <laughs> what is the one piece of advice you would give a new business owner who wants a commercial space? I mean, other than get a broker, Yeah. what other, would be really, really important for them to understand? Yeah. Other than get a broker, I think um, being, I get the one thing I would say is be Obviously, get a broker. That's number one. Mm -hmm. But be realistic about the process and how long it takes. Mm -hmm. Some, and what you need. Yeah, and what you really need. Because mm -hmm. I have people that will go in and go, well, I feel like I'm going to grow, so I need to get X number of square feet. And it's like, well, you may not never make it to the point where you need to grow <laughs> yeah. because you're, you've just got too much square footage. Yeah. You know, Get what you need. Mm -hmm. And if you need to do something like get a shorter term, mm -hmm. Do a shorter term mm -hmm. if you feel like you're going to need that space to grow. Mm -hmm. Don't go out and get 5,000 square feet if you really need 1,500. Mm -hmm. Get the 1,500. And then, I mean, a lot of times landlords will work with you too. Even mm -hmm. if you've got term left and you want to grow, they'll go, yeah, great, awesome. We'll mm -hmm. move you to another space in the building or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the things. Be realistic about what you need. Be realistic about the timeline. Sometimes these things take longer, and it's going to depend what you're looking for. If you're mm -hmm. just looking for standard office mm -hmm. space, you could probably be up and running in 30 days. But construction is a thing. Yeah, but construction is a thing. If you need to make changes to a space, it's you're looking at months because there's permitting, architecture, all these mm -hmm. things that make that process longer. I had so. three months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you think it is, I'm like, add, just add three add months. Three months because I'd be able to come in and go, well, um, you know, they're a doctor, right? Yeah. So not a simple always build that requirement. Yeah. So I want to be open um, by the first of the year. And this is like... Fifteen days ago, ago. <laughs> and you're going. Um, so that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. So some of my job is just education managing of expectations. management ex expectations of it's going to take longer than you think. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost more than you think, mm -hmm. um, and you just have to be prepared for that. Yeah. And and some some come in a little a little little green, mm -hmm. a little unrealistic. And so I spend a lot of time honestly just educating people about. Here's what the process is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And then down the road, they're not surprised when it costs more than they thought and it takes longer <laughs> than they thought. Hey, remember when we talked about this? 
I and so I'm always like uh, it's yeah. the old uh, you know under promise over deliver. Yeah. Like I'm gonna do my best. And we're gonna work really hard. We're gonna yeah. see if we can find you. But just be ready. Yeah, I have a startup we're working with right now, and I'm like, I need a weekly update because I need to know when things start happening. <laughs> yeah. Because you know? we were like January first. Yes, it'll be open by January first. Now we're like April first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be we're four more. We're just gonna keep adding months. three more months. Yeah, and it's just that that's part of the process, and and obviously there are things you can do to be efficient in the process. Yeah, there's but, a lot to do. But it, there's just a lot to be done. I, I was telling someone um, who was, they were, they were kind of getting ready to open. It's it's kind of like when you get married. Mm -hmm. You know, you get married and you are you have a six-month engagement. <laughs> and no matter how much you prep work you do, how much time you spend doing, doing it, when you get down to that last week, it's there's it's, it's bananas, right? Yeah. The last week is just insane. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it's sort of like that where like no matter season. how, yeah, there's going to be <laughs> stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just all of a sudden it's like, yeah. It's yeah. crazy, and and so that's just that's just part of the deal, and uh, so that yeah, just just be re realistic about it, and then you know not just brokers, but get the right people in place, oh, get experts. the experts. Mm -hmm. Don't try to do things yourself. If you have to Google it, you shouldn't be doing it yourself. <laughs> that's what I try to in business. Like your business is way too important for you that to be trying so to true. Google things, right? Yeah, stop and just because you have access to information it. doesn't mean you can actually figure out and do it correctly. Right? <sighs> duct tape yeah. does not work in no, business. No, it doesn't. You, you need to have the experts do their expert thing and handle that portion of your business for I you. Love it. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks awesome. for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.